All right, Vinay Chadda, thank you so much for coming on the show. You were on the season one of Indian Matchmaking. We really like to have you on the show today and that, uh, you know, we're very excited about your story and how you ran 50 miles in a week, how you're a big advocate of mental health, confidence, and you really want to talk about your journey, your story. So take it away. Yeah, thanks, Dan. I think, uh, appreciate that a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, just in terms of the running first, too, like, yeah, it's like, that's kind of been my, my thing basically since the pandemic started. Uh, if you follow me at all and were watching me even on the show, you probably know that I was, was a CFO of many gyms, which is kind of like my passion. And that kind of happened in college. But once the pandemic hit, uh, obviously when the gyms closed, I had to find some other outlet. And then running became my outlet. And at that point, I was doing 10 miles a day. So I was doing 70 a week. But then... Wow my age and knees got back back to me. And uh, now I, I just do it because for the love of the game now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And not many people can even say they do that because, you know, like you said, there's so many uh, complications with that too, right? You get broken knees, broken ankles. Mm-hmm. What keeps you, my question to you is, what keeps you motivated throughout the day to do that every day? And is it more like holistic routine now for you that you just bang it out every day since you're so used to it? Uh, I think that's part of it. Like, it's definitely more of a routine thing. But for me, it's like a, uh, an anxiety relief more than anything. Like, just like the stress of life, work, and everything that's around you. I don't can take it like as if I'm running fast. Like, I do a lot of classes, too, where I get really competitive. And that's what I leave that kind of energy for. But the running, I kind of just, like, I'll go at a nice, nice pace where I stay kind of in, like, a zone one, zone two area. And I just kind of, like... It's like I let all my endorphins release. I'll I'll catch up on like phone calls too. I'll listen to podcasts. It's just kind of yeah. like my zen time of the day, and I do it like about four times a week. I try not to go more than two days in a row, just because, like I said, I've, I've I've torn my ACL, meniscus, MCL, and I torn my meniscus twice, and I torn my Achilles tendon. Ooh, so I have a lot of ailing injuries, so it's a uh, it gets. It weighs in on me, and I'm like on the brink of 40 now too. So it's just about like, <laughs> age catches up to me. Oh, definitely. Well, would you say like uh, in your 40s too? Because uh, is every year like uh, a big, a big impact for you when it comes to like age and health? Like, do you notice big differences? Because obviously, I'm not that age yet, but um, right. You know, do you actually notice like a huge difference compared to when you were younger? I mean, I know the answer is obvious, yeah, but. Uh, I'm always curious to know, like, you know, somebody's journey, right? Because you run a lot, so. Yeah. Honestly, like, uh, I think I have, like, a different than uh, most people in that sense. Like, I know everyone's like, oh, your body changes. You can't eat as much. You can't do as much. Yeah, you can't do as much. But I think that's more from the injuries for me, more or less, than the age thing. Uh, I would say that in terms of, like, you know, like, health and wellness in terms of my life, I've probably been in, in the, the better shape of my life in my late 30s. Like, way, way, even when I look back at pictures from, like, 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I feel like I'm in, the, in better shape now. Maybe I was more explosive then. I could do a lot more, like, impact activity. But in terms of overall health and fitness, I feel like I'm in the – basically in the best shape of my life now. And how, how do you, I guess, uh, like, how do you balance your mental health with your career, career responsibilities? How do you do that? Because, you know, like, you have a lot of influence, too, like, online and stuff, and you also attend all these podcasts. Um, how do you balance your time out? You know, like, uh, I'm very type A in, like, what I do, so I, I, I kind of make a list of what I have to do every single day, and that's, I've been that way my whole life, too, so, like, that's really 
kind of keeps me regimented in like on a schedule all the time. Uh, like I said, like I balance it out. Like I make I make sure I make time for the things that I'm passionate about. Like I love speaking on like the topics of fitness and mental health and what I do like kind of um, podcasts and stuff. I I kind of just do it more or less if I can have a reach to people where I can influence them in a positive way. And that's kind of where I'm trying to brand myself towards now. It's like not about trying to do anything for myself. Uh, in terms of the career wise too, like I, I'm, you know, it's tough, especially in uh, I work for like, you know, like a small startup company in the, in the fitness world. So it's tough to like keep that balanced all the time. But I would just say like the making priorities, making lists is the only way I can, actually like figure it out otherwise i wouldn't even be able to like work out every day and keep that schedule going yeah definitely i need i think that's that's amazing that you even do that and the fact that you're so uh, like an inspiration about the gym and you're really a big believer in veganism as well if i'm correct Um, yeah i've been vegan for uh, four and a half years now and then honestly it was just uh it was just like one day i i just saw like a lot of professional athletes changing and like they just like they were like they transform their body, they transform the way they feel, and the only way I thought I would ever know that I felt it the same thing was if I tried it myself. So I tried it, I liked it. I don't know if it's gonna be a forever thing. Um, I'll I'll do have like you know like every now and then like every maybe a couple times a year I'll I'll do like cheat days or cheat meals or something like that. But I definitely feel the difference. Uh, I feel I feel leaner. I feel cleaner. I'm not as congested, which is ironic because today I was coffee <laughs> today, but I think that's more from the dairy than anything else though. Yeah. And like, do you, so I always wondered, like, do you, how do you manage your protein intake? Is it true about like veganism when it comes to be, building muscle? Cause I think my only biggest concern was to build muscle mm-hmm. um, and being vegan, you know, you have to cut out a lot of the dairy and stuff too. So you, if you're vegetarian, you know, you can't have like certain things like whey protein and stuff, right? Because that's dairy and poultry in it. Right. But there is a lot of other proteins out there. Like I take a protein shake every single day, like the V, the Vegain. Um, Orgain or whatever. Right? Orgain, yeah. The Orgain, Orgain brand that I always do. There's just like a lot, like, you know, like beans, peanut butter, eating the right stuff is always um, really important, easy to get your protein. I never really counted my protein when before. And I was actually trying to get leaner anyways. Like I felt like, from my, I mean, I can't speak to everybody, but from my body type, I was like, I'm Punjabi, so like we kind of have bigger body right. types in general. Right. Uh, I was like trying to lean out more, so like it kind of helped me out there. And like I don't necessarily watch how much, I don't count how much protein intake I do take. I just kind of like try to watch the foods that I eat now. Um, I don't really worry about how much I eat anymore, just because I do so much cardio, and I just kind of worry about eating the right stuff at this point. And that's kind of why I, I, uh, I stick to vegan because I'm kind of like a binge eater beforehand anyway. Like I love eating so much food. Oh, yeah. And if I just surround myself with all the, like, I luckily have a Trader Joe's and a Whole Foods across the street for me. So I can surround myself with all this vegan food all the time. And at the end of the day, if, I, if I'm eating badly, I mean, at least I'm eating vegan food. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Uh, do you think... Um... I guess like having like this, like, you, you know, you're very mindful of what you eat. Do you think it helps your mental health anyway? And like, what does mental health mean to you? Cause I know you're a big advocate for it. So I would love to. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, mental health is something that I think that everybody goes through and everyone has gone through in their lives. I think that 
I didn't really understand it much when I was younger. I, I think it's more or less in the, my, the last few years, especially since the pandemic. But like, I would say for me, more or less in like the last five, ten years, like, I've kind of like focused on it more. Uh, I do notice for sure that when I'm uh, eating well and, and in shape, I'm in a way better mood. So like, my mood is oh, yeah. definitely affected by my exercise and wellness. And like when I feel good about myself, I feel better mentally as well. Uh, I actually like have was diagnosed actually um, a year ago with um, actually depression too. So like I actually oh, wow. found the root of like a lot of what I was going through, and it was really actually really eye opening to hear that because you know I've had these feelings for since I was a kid, and like a lot of it I thought was growing up in, a, in an environment where I felt left out. Like I, you know I grew up in a very like homogenous white affluent neighborhood and. I just never really fit in growing up. I was always the shortest kid. I always looked different. Uh, I always had these these feelings inside of being off, right? And then uh, it was really welcoming to speak to someone and have a diagnosis finally. And like, I actually like have medications now too that kind of help clear my mood. So it's like, you know, it's like not everything was inside my head the whole time. Like there's actually like, there's actually like something that was there and like, a clinical thing that's like biological, like it's like a disease, right? It's like anything else. Like, and like there's ways to go around that and heal from that as well. And like, it was so great to hear from them. Like I found it really emotional to hear like this. And it wasn't like a bad thing at all for me. It was just like, I'm not crazy here. Like there is something going on with me inside. And now I have a way to go about handling this. And so like, I think that everybody kind of has things that are going on with them. And I obviously think that now like it took me so long to like it took me 38 39 years to like talk to somebody and i understand the fear of wanting to talk to someone so like if everyone's going through that now like i get it but even if you're feeling fine i still think it's really important to always keep that on top of the your mind frame and be able to talk to somebody and even go in like you know quarterly if that means anything just to just to do a little bit I think having a support group helps, right? Like it could be one person or two. Exactly. Um, I, I know, and I know I got diagnosed with anxiety, so I could. Co- I know they're somewhat linked as well. Very much and, linked. Yeah. And they, they, uh, you know, they can creep up. I know I've talked to friends recently starting this podcast. Like, there's crippling anxiety, there's crippling depression, right? The the stuff that you can't get out of bed type of shit. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that kind of stuff really does an impact for you. So I really appreciate you sharing that, man. And like, how do you? Uh, with depression, you know, over the years, like, have how have you, uh, you know, you found, like, a place of talk, talking to someone? Do you have, like, some kind of uh, person that you talk to every single day that, you know, can really help you and your, you know, depression and stuff like that, too? It would be great to know if you feel like sharing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously started talking to, like, friends and family first. And, like, actually, one of my friends, she's starting a practice here, too. Like, uh, Dr. Nancy Kinda, uh I can, like, drop in, like, her... It's like the psych doc. She's just starting a um, a practice here in the city. She's a, been a great person to talk to over this time. Like, obviously, I don't go see her because I know her. But she's, like, kind of, like, helps. Um, she's, I just found her to be so soothing and talk to talk to. And for me, uh, it was a lot of, like, when I was younger, I did go, like, I had a, I mean, everyone's had a rough childhood at, at some point. I'm not going to try to, like, pick and like you know make anyone feel sad for me at all but like i i did at one yeah. point go see like a counselor and like i just didn't have a good feel from it but by talking to someone like nancy and talking to the other friends 
I kind of saw like the importance of trying to talk to somebody. And I actually thought I was anxious for a long time. Like, and I'm glad you mentioned that there's so many links between anxiety and depression. And the word depression gets such a bad stigma to it too. Cause everyone just thinks like, Oh, like if you're depressed, that means like you're a sad mopey person. And right. I think that if you ever meet me out or like, talk to me or even my friends, like I will never come off that way at all. But internally no. it, it, it kills uh, at times, but having friends to talk to like about that, I, I end up having, um, I have a therapist now that I see on a weekly basis. And for me, it's just like working out. It's like a refresh for me. It, it helps me release a lot of things that I normally wouldn't do. It's an endorphin release and it, and it puts my mood at ease. It's like, you know, the anxiety, depression feelings can creep up on me very easily, especially when work is stressful. Especially now, actually, with um, seasonal change, too. I get a lot of the seasonal depression because when it gets dark early, too, like that, that feeling of sadness kind of takes over. And it's great to have someone to talk to finally about it. No, and it's and it's something that, you know, you should open up about. You should be able to speak your mind. But I know the stigma of being judged and all that stuff always does creep mm-hmm. in, too. When you open up, it's not something like, I guess, as men, too, we don't feel like the need to open up to people. Um, and I feel like that is part of maybe of our upbringing or just in general society's norms and stuff. So I'm trying to use my platform to kind of bring out the, the good and the bad in people, you know, and right. the real, real, realness. So I think it's really important that you, you bring it up, you know. Um, and, you know, just like from your Instagram picture, uh, pictures and stuff, you seem like a very jolly guy. I'm going to be honest. So it's it's crazy how, how I have a large mouth. So I have a big smile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it just seems like you, you do have a lot of positivity and stuff. And, you know, if outside looking in, if you didn't share that, I probably wouldn't even have thought. Right. Of it. So it's it goes to show. I saw a, a, a quote the other day. It said, help people in the need. Like, you you have no idea what someone's going through. So just be kind. It's just simple as that. Yeah. Like, I agree with that so much. Like, even when I see someone in the street that's, like, rude to me or, like, you know, like, at work, I was like, I don't know what they're going through in their day today. I don't know what they're going through in life. So it's like, it's always better just to take the higher road and just be kind to people. And, and you know, like, you don't know if that kindness, like, it, it can be infectious and it can be a kind of like a pay it forward to you. That, that could change their day around and they could pay you that forward to somebody else too. So you never know what that can cause. Do you, So like, as far as Indian matchmaking, do you think like when you were going, kind of going through that show as well, uh, did you have any forms of depression and anxiety as well that kind of gave you like, you know, anxiety with the cameras? I know for me, someone's watching me be on a dating show, I'd feel a little like intimidated on, about what to say, how to portray myself. And also if it changes, right? Like that conversation mm-hmm. changes and I have some form of hate or love, you know, I'd, I'd feel it would affect me. Right. So like, how did you deal with the camera on com- camera off lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, uh, for, for me, like the camera on thing is like, I like I mean, I signed up for it for a reason, right? Like, I, I knew what I was getting myself into. Like, well, I actually didn't know what I was getting myself into. Like, we, I just knew I was signing up for some sort of dating show. I didn't know if it was going to be real or not. Uh, I have always liked being on stage. Like, I, I danced on a dance team in college. Um, I, I, that feeling of being on stage gives me, like, uh, like the sense of confidence that I, I lacked when I was younger, too. It was like, yeah, I kind of like grew into my own, and, like, I felt confident in what I was doing, so... The cameras on me never really bothered me. I definitely would get like butterflies beforehand, but it's, it's always like the good kind. It's like it's like kind of like a good anxious, like you you can't wait to get started sort of feeling. Uh, I was actually only on camera for my first date with Nadia. After that, we just kind of had GoPros, so it was a lot 
less um, worrisome or about being on camera. So right. You are more in control of what you're what you're putting on, what you're recording. Not necessarily get what's put on the show, but like in terms of mental health and how I felt, like obviously, like I got portrayed in a certain way that wasn't true, and uh, you know, like the, the story got flipped on me where I was said to be a ghost and. And I, I never actually did that. Like, you know, anyone could believe what they want to believe, but like the show made it look a certain way, which wasn't true at all. And for me, that was really difficult for me. Cause like I said, like I deal with like the anxiety and depression and it, it makes, it means so much to me to have like an impact on people in this world and like have a positive impact. Like I just feel like that was what I was kind of like born to do and to like have this negative feeling about me being portrayed and having people talk about it. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter how many good things people said about me. And they're like, people that know you know the real you, so don't worry. Any one of those negative comments just hit me so hard. So, like, I fell into, like, a really deep, deep hole during that time. And, like, it's taken a lot for me to even – I don't even know if I'm fully out of it yet, but it's taken a lot for me to even get to this point to talk about it. No, definitely. And definitely, like, you know, just seeing other people also have, like, their – their story or their script or something kind of ending up uh, in a positive way. And in your script kind of just being like shunned to the yeah. side, you know, it's definitely, sad for me, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I saw, I saw an interview before I came on here too. Like just mm -hmm. for the record, you did, you did indicate multiple times that, you know, you didn't ghost Nadia and stuff and mm -hmm. you, know, you were just trying to find like your partner. Right. So it's not fair to you in that light. So I, I feel right. Right. So Honestly, I, all I ever wished was just that, you know, um, she would just be like, you know, like whatever happens on a show, like you shouldn't bully anybody. You shouldn't say anything bad about them on social media. You, like, everything that's on camera isn't real. I mean, she only, she finally said that now in season two, but like that came at the helm of her basically having a bad edit herself. So it was just like, I wish she, like I had reached out to her. And I was just like, I'm not asking you to, to tell people what, what I think or what you think. Cause like, I was like, your truth is your truth. My truth is my truth. Like, I think we both know what really happened. And, I'm not telling you to say one thing or another, but just at least tell people not to bully anybody and, and be mindful of like, you know, words do hurt. You can, you know, when people say stuff on social media, like it, it does affect people differently. So like, just cause like you may not be affected by it or like you wouldn't take it a certain way. doesn't mean others don't. Internet is ruthless, bro. That's why it I'm is. Gonna, it's, it, it has so much drama. One person does something wrong and then everybody wants to jump on that bandwagon of drama, right? Cause it, it brings eyeballs. Unfortunately. Everybody has a comment. Like everybody, like, even when I, I find like, you know, like I watch a lot of reality TV. That's kind of how, how I end up signing up for the show too. Like one, I was single. Uh, I thought it'd be a really cool story if I found someone through the show. And then three, I like, uh, I love watching reality TV. And, like I find myself judging them too. Like when I'm watching it and I take, take a step back afterwards. I was like, well, that's just what they showed on TV. I was like, that's, I don't know what really happened. So Right. And the more I do these podcasts, the more I feel too, like it's not like a movie or a reality TV show. Sometimes certain things are yeah. just to just be part of the script to make it more interesting right. or intriguing. But you guys are people outside of just the show, right? You have your, your life, like running 50 miles a week is easy to say, hard to do. Right. So yeah, I try, I try to split it up in like the four times a week of runs and like now it's getting cold. Like yesterday I went for a run oh, and I was like, it was a drastic geez. change from running on uh, Sunday and Monday. Like, but, uh, no, actually, Sunday, I, I ended up running part of the marathon with one of my friends, Dr. Ricky Singh. Like, he ran the marathon for the first time, and I watched it. Like, I joined him in the Upper East Side, and I kind of ran with him to the end. And, like, by being there with him again, like, I've run three marathons before, but I haven't run it since, for, like, 15, in 15 years just because of all my injuries. But like, I got the itch back, and 
I'm thinking that I want to do it again soon. You should, you should. And I would love to even maybe join you if it's in the spring or summertime. Um, I did my half marathon, so it'd be my first full I saw marathon. that, yeah. So I would be enlightened, enlightened to, you know, run and, you know, just share the road with you. It'd be awesome. We can Honestly, train for it. it's so much more mental than anything else. Oh, yeah. The first time I ever ran a marathon, mind you, I was 21 at the time. So I was like, you know, my body was easily more recoverable. But the first time I ever ran a marathon was like my senior year in college. Uh, I decided a week before to run the Boston Marathon. And like BC had like a free bus shuttle to the starting line. And they they, they allowed some people to run that. And I, it was more like a dare. It was just like people were like, you can't do it. And I was like, oh, you don't think I can do it? I'm like, I'm going to show you I can do it. And then the most I'd ever run at that point was six miles before. And then I just jumped in. I mean, I worked out every day. So, like, obviously that helped a lot. But I was like, I don't know. I always, like, want to just push myself to the limits and try to prove what I, what I can and can't do and, like, push myself as far as I could. I don't know how, where that mentality really came from. Uh, I, I actually it probably came from the fact that like, when I was younger, I was always the smallest kid, always looked different. So like, I finally like grew in like by when I was like a junior in high school, and like, I finally like, came into my own. And by the time I even not even in college, but I would say more or less after college, I think I kind of got through, got to being like my most confident self. So it's just more like once I got to that point, I just wanted to see what else I could do and like push myself to the limit. In a way, it was like a blessing in disguise, right? Because then mm-hmm. now, now you understand, like, hey, like I'm not this little kid. I know what I can do. I'm, I know what's capable, what right. I'm capable of. And now I can kind of conquer the goals I've always felt a little insecure about. You know, growing right. up, this is not. I, the I, I, so I think I still have the mentality of that of that kid in the side of my head, and, like, and I feel like everyone doubts me. So I, I try to prove them wrong, but I, I I feel like that's what kind of pushes me and makes me so competitive at the same time, which. It's a double-edged sword, and it can be good and it can be bad. Like, I often don't know the line of like when to like not be competitive. So I know a lot of my friends can attest to this that I'm I'm overly competitive for no reason sometimes. So I apologize to anyone that I've done that to in the past. <laughs> I'm like that with 2K, man. I'm like that with 2K. <laughs> and then also, even with this podcast too. You know, when I was posting this podcast, people kind of doubted me too. They were like, "Why are you posting this? You know, you're not a podcaster or anyone." But at the end of the day, it's like what you want to put in or what you want out of it, right? For me, it's to make an impact in the world similar to you. So, like, for me, I always feel like with anxiety, I always struggle with overthinking everything, every little Mm -hmm. thought. So sometimes, like, when I'm able to just be myself, I bring out the best in people and in in myself as well. But then sometimes if I overthink, I can freeze up or I can ruin the whole conversation or the flow. I can say something I don't mean, you know, because I'm overthinking everything. So, yeah, man, anxiety will, will do that, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm the same way too. And like, I appreciate that you're doing this. Cause like, I actually like found you, and like, I could. You, yeah. you had interviewed some of my friends too. So like, I was just like, I love what you stand for, and like, I want to be able to be part of that as well, appreciate and be like that. able to boost you. No, and I appreciate it too. And by the way, your friends are really awesome as well. And I even got like, you know, they even told me like sometimes come out here and there. So very friendly, very uh, you know, heartwarming people. So it's awesome, mm-hmm. you know. Um, with you, what is one word you would say would describe you as a, as a, as a, I guess like as a person, because I feel like for me, mm-hmm. my definition of you is persistence. Um, I don't know about what you think, but I think I, I see a lot of persistence from you. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's similar. Like I was going to say like determination, but it's like, similar to that too. It's just like, 
I, I will never like, just like give up on something. I will continue pushing myself to the, to the, to the limit. And like, it's that never say die attitude that like pushes me into what everything I do. Like, like I can run, you know, 13 miles in a day and then do a hit class and then do a cycling. Class. Like, and I'm almost like, if I put it down and think about it too much, I'm like, there's no way you can do all this. But like, I just like, I just keep going and keep going and push it and push it. And like, I don't know if that's necessarily good or bad. And there's obviously a point where it, it can turn bad and take over your life. And I always, I often do have to pull back and find that line because I don't want anything to, like, too much of anything is not a great thing. But like, yeah, that determination and persistence is, I love that you thought, see that in me too. Cause like, that's definitely what I see in myself. No, definitely. I'm, I'm, I think we're very similar in the sense of like kind of pushing the boundaries. And I think if yeah. you stop, we hit like a rabbit hole where everything just goes down the drain. Right. So I, I can totally relate on that level. What, what would you say is a skill or something you picked up uh, that helped you cope with your mental health besides working out? Is it like some kind of uh, gratitude list? Do you focus on <clears throat> positive thoughts when it comes to just your day to day? Like, how do you keep yourself up flow? How do you cope with that stuff mentally? Yeah, honestly, it's like I, I started doing like meditations at night and like I was never a big fan of anything like that before listening and like it just gives me kind of like a chance to like decompress and like just let my body and my mind relax for a little bit. And I, I only do about 10 minutes every single night and even that has changed my life. And like I never thought that I'd be that type of person to do something like that. What what kind of meditation do you listen to? Like is it like like an app or is it like on YouTube? Uh, I do the Calm app, and then I also <laughs> listen to a lot of the Peloton meditations, too. So, like, sometimes it's just, like, their voices that I just find so soothing that it's it just very peaceful to me. And, like, sometimes it's just um, just sounds, like, just meditation sounds that I just, like, play White through noise. the Alexa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Like, with me, too, I personally love to meditate. I love gratitude lists. Um, I've always meditated since I woke up every morning and just kind of mm -hmm. focused on, like, mental health and just things that kind of make me into a better person. Uh, it, what is something that you would say if you were to give a, any of your viewers advice when it comes to mental health, what would you say is like a piece of advice you would give them? Uh, I would say just don't, don't be shy. Like be very open with everything you're feeling. And like, if you, if sometimes people can get really like hard on themselves or like embarrassed to speak what's actually going on with them and who they are. Uh, I would say like just be really op as open as you possibly can because what you're going through, I guarantee you someone else is going through too. So like the more you're open with it, the, the more you're accepting of it, you'll find a bond in others and it's always so much easier to talk about. Like it took a few meetings with my psychiatrist to like even like talk about things because like I, I just didn't have that feeling of trust yet. Like I needed to build towards that trust. But like now it's just like an open book and like it's just so easy and peaceful to talk to. So like like I said, it's so important to talk to somebody. Like, even if you're feeling well, like talking to someone once a week is still a great feeling to do. And like, just just try it. Like, don't have that stigma against it. Try it. See how you feel with it. Maybe it's not for you, but I'd be hard pressed to believe that someone doesn't feel better from talking about it. I think having a therapist nowadays is a good thing, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like you definitely everybody needs a therapist, and I think everybody needs someone to kind of like have like a outlet to because not everybody has loved ones not everybody <clears throat> can open up to people they love or they you know they kind of yeah. role model so i think it's, it's hard to open up you know so that's an important conversation yeah. 
sometimes it's hardest to open up with the people that you're closest to because like you don't want them to see that side of you because like you know you want you want to be a certain type of way for your certain family or your your close friends and like it's harder to open up to those types of people too right. so it's just like and it's like maybe harder for them to understand too because like they can feel while they they feel more empathetic towards you so then they also almost feel like bad and if you're not trying to make someone feel bad for you or feel your pain you just want someone to understand what you're going through right 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 uh do you uh okay so let's change the topic uh mm-hmm. how if money weren't an option what would you do with your life every day and what would uh like what would what would life be like for you because i know like everybody has work everybody yeah. has to like make money right so right well i mean fitness would definitely be part of it still but like, i definitely want like i would do something with with like children or an underprivileged kids at some point. Like I was, wow. I actually did like a teaching fellowship before I started getting into the corporate world. I was a, a New York city teaching fellow. Mm-hmm. So like, I really loved having that impact. Like, I think like that program itself was really taxing on me. And I, maybe like I wouldn't be a great teacher, but like I, half the reason I wanted to go on the show and have a platform was to have an influence on the youth and boost people to be the, the best versions of themselves. And like, I feel my best when I feel like I'm inspiring someone to do what they want to do or helping them in some sort of way and like affecting the youth in whatever age that may be. Maybe be like, you know, like teenagers, 10 year olds, 20 year olds. Like I want to be, have an effect on someone's life in a positive way and make a difference in it and help them in any way I can. That's awesome. Would you, would you go like maybe like around the country and maybe like help like impoverished neighborhoods or something like that? Because that's something I have always dreamt of doing if I had the time or the, you know, the, the money, if money wasn't an option, right. I, would love I would love to do something like that. I would love to be like a coach for someone too. Like, you know, it's almost like, I'm like, like a, you know, like a, a work, like a life coach, even like kind of like for, for kids. Like, I don't even know if that something like that actually like exists for kids or something like that, but like right. it's just popping into my head right now. But like, I know there's life coaches for adults and stuff. But like I would want to do that for someone that's just like growing and like trying to find, find themselves. And like, you know, like I've gone through so many different trials and tribulations in my life that I feel like I have a good amount of information to offer. And like, I try, I think what separates me, not separates me, but like something that I really pride myself in is the fact that I can be really empathetic. And like, I try to have that kind of empathy in every single conversation I have with anybody. So you're more an ENFJ, which is like the feeling, me too. I'm the same way. I have friends who are the ENIIP, which is intuition. So, you know, Briggs Myers personality test is like interesting. Right. It you we can always have like that deep conversation and keep it going, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like if a kid was to, uh, you know, come up and they could like relate to you totally, right? Because they would feel like there's somebody that understands my situation. So right, you know. So, but um, I would say uh, so wh- how do you? Like how would how would you say uh, is like your next step in life? I would say like what is the next move for Vinay? Honestly, I have I have no clue, and, and I think that's okay too. Like, like it's okay yeah. not to know what your next move is next. And like a lot of times, like you know, like I, like I said, I'm gonna bring. I'm turning forty in January, and like a lot of people when they're turning like a milestone age, they're like, oh, like they have like a set goal that they had to hit, you know, like a bucket list by the time. Like I don't even have that anymore. Like it's just not even an issue for me. I'm just trying to like live my life right now and like i want to just make sure that you know uh i'm happy and secure and like that's all that matters to me at this point in my life that that's a beautiful way to look at it keep it simple keep it happy 
keep experiencing things. Like I'm this, I'm very, I'm very similar in your shoes too right now because right now, like I'm not, I'm not looking for anyone. If it happens, it happens. But then mm-hmm. like, I'm still trying to experience life. I'm trying to go travel whenever I have the chance to. So right, beautiful way to look at it today. So. Yeah, no, I mean, people ask me, this, like, oh, you're turning 40 in January and like, you're still thinking you have to get married to I was like, I don't have to do anything. I was like, would it, would it be nice if it, if it did happen? Sure. Would it be, would it be bad if it didn't happen? It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like, I just want to make sure I'm happy and I don't, I would never want to rush into anything just for the sake of doing something. And if, if my life is meant to be a single life where I can have influence in people and, and like travel and like, you know, like, you know, like uh, then that's my life. Like I obviously want, like I love being around kids, and I want to have kids. And I always thought that was my my path in life. Like if my path in life is to have just an influence on kids, maybe even foster a kid or have the influence on my nieces and nephews, then I'll be happy with that too. Like I, I'm that's just awesome. thinking what life has to offer me right now. No, and that's awesome, man. I mean, a lot of people are in your in your shoes, or they're gonna grow up like looking up to you because not everyone will have such a healthy perspective on that and i think it's really important to bring up that conversation because everybody has like the stigma for age oh you have to do this at a certain time you have to Mm -hmm. have a kid at a certain time you have to you know have these many friends at a certain time or live in this area but i think you're not putting yourself to that bubble and you're kind of Mm -hmm. like you know what screw it i'm just gonna live my life exactly you know i'm gonna be myself i'm gonna be authentic i'm gonna say i have uh, a therapist i'm gonna say i have i do therapy i'm gonna say i do this. So you're saying yes to a lot of things that most people like to avoid. So I think that's awesome to just see that in you, man. And to be fair, I avoided all this stuff for so long. (laughs) I, you know, I I fell into this. If you asked me like five years ago, I'd be like, oh, I want to be married. I want to have two kids. Like like, I'm I'm, I'm doing fine mentally. Like I would have just like said exactly what people wanted to hear and what, what society has always taught me that I should be, have at this point in my life. Right, right, right. And I'm getting that I'm getting that feedback right now in my life. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm like, man, I should probably find a girl or find someone. But mm-hmm. then they, I feel like I'm learning more as I talk to people every single day that it, life is not about a plan. It's more so it's just uncertain. And, you know, even if you're type A, it's still, there's things in your life that can still make you happy, like planning things, doing right. things throughout your day. So, you know, so that's cool. Uh, I think I have a couple of rapid fire questions if you don't want me to No, I don't mind at all. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. One second. Let me just pull them up. This is probably the, I was just looking at a couple of the cool ones today. Okay. So do you correct other people's grammar? Are you a grammar Nazi or you just type away? Uh, I'm the one that's being corrected. <laughs> like, oh, like, <laughs> I, I, I type as fast as I think. So like, and I was like, I just assume that people will understand what I'm saying. Like anyone who's listening to this, that's one of my friends. They can attest to the fact that like they know that it's really me that's texting them because like they know that there's going to be typos or it's going to be misspellings or something that doesn't make sense. No, you are a fast texter and you're very uh, quick too. Like even today you were like, yo, like I'm, I'm having like congestion, but then like five minutes you're like, yo, we're good. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. A lot of the times like I do that because like, I, I don't want to lose that thought. And I feel like when I see like, you know, like I'm like, because I'm so type A too, like I can't have unchecked emails. I can't have unchecked texts. Like I, I have to respond to things right away because I don't want to forget. And cause otherwise it adds to the list of things I have to do after. Yeah. So you got to remove your hardest thing for the day or whatever you yeah. want the day out of the way. So then you can like be freed, you know? So I'm exactly. Gonna... Do you have any tattoos? I have technically 14 tattoos. 
Yeah. Holy crap, bro! Damn. Yeah. That's insane. Well, you can't see it now because I'm wearing a sweatshirt. But like, um, so the last one I got was like the this triangle one. I don't know if you see, see it here. Like, if you go on my Instagram, you can just see it too. It's like it's like it's supposed to like be a, this like unreal triangle that could never be, and it's supposed to be the impossible, connected with the impossible. That technically was my 13 tattoo, but I'm really superstitious, right? So like, I don't want 13 tattoos. So I had my tattoo artist put like a little dot next to it, like right on my on my elbow. And like I don't know if anybody here or you watch Friends at all, but I made it. I made a reference to a friend's when Phoebe got a tattoo. And she said, <laughs> yes. like, that's how her mom sees her from a far, far away place. <laughs> but I, I just had him do that. I was like, listen, I need you to put this dot here and make it so it's a fourteen tattoo instead of thirteen, because I, I can't have a bad luck number. Yeah, thirteen's a, a that number, or even yes. in terms right hand and left hand, right? Yeah, you can fill your left hand. Which is ironic because I I'm the first lefty in my family. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious, man. That's crazy. But lefties are very creative too. I, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I I I think like that's why I I really enjoyed being on stage and like acting and dancing and stuff. Like I think that brought about a lot of my creative side to me and like kind of like balanced out like you know the accountant in me too. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you believe in ghosts or aliens? Both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. you're superstitious, so I was like, maybe, yeah. maybe he does believe in ghosts. Yeah, okay. I believe like the spirits. Like I don't know. Like, uh, I just believe in higher beings in general, whatever that is. And like aliens, I, I would I would assume I it'd be selfish and like very like crazy to believe that we're the only people and or the only living things in this universe. In my mind. I think if aliens came down and those extraterrestrials, I mean, I think as humanity, I think we would all kind of band together and not have wars. I think we'd just be against one. It might, yeah, exactly. It'd be like, yeah, it'd be like an Earth versus instead of like, you know, like a certain type of person versus. But I, I don't want to see that tested out, to be honest. To no, I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> I'd rather just have us be in our peaceful time. Yeah. Um, and last question, and I think everyone's interested to know. Do you still believe in soulmates? And if so, do you, uh, you know, do you you feel like, uh, I guess, you know, like, do you think you'll find, like, I guess, do you think you'll find, like, the perfect person? Or do you think it'll just happen on its own? Is there something that you're still kind of plan to, you know, pursue on a daily basis? Or is it something that you're just, you know, leave it? I think different different people bring out, like, the best connections in you they're not maybe just one person that could bring out one great thing in you I, I don't believe that there's one specific soulmate I think there's a lot of people that you know you're meant to meet in this lifetime whether that's in you know like parent child relationships like you know like nephew niece relationships friendship relationships or even just romantic relationships I just think that there's certain things that people were meant to to be for other people and I don't necessarily believe that there's one person that kind of fits all those things for you Right, right, right. So there's different people in different realms of the world. Like you can connect with an all mm-hmm. forms. So awesome. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. It was great to have you. Um, appreciate so, it too. Like yeah, I'm definitely. happy to be here. No, definitely. And we should talk more mental health tips, you know, like just stuff that you figure out throughout the day. I would love to know your morning routine next time. And you know, just a lot of things. I just want to save it for more episodes, but I think it'd be awesome to have you on. Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. Like I, I would love to hear yours too. Cause like, you know, you could always, take in more from other people and like, you know, be very open to what other people do and try it for yourself. And like, like, like I said, like the, 
I think it's really important that everyone tries new things, whether that be like working out or mental health. I think it's really important for everybody. And I, I, I strongly encourage people to take advantage of what life has to give us right now and like make sure to put yourself first at the, at the very end of the day. I think, yeah, I think it speaks confidence for sure. So, and definitely high self-esteem instead of low mm-hmm. self-esteem. So I think it would help a lot of people that are listening. So thank you so much, Vinay. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.